Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today and become a member. Immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at podgo.co. And be sure to add our podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And it is an early podcast this week because the Panthers play an early game this week. Uh, Panthers are playing a Thursday night game, our only currently primetime game of the season against the Atlanta Falcons here in Charlotte. Probably going to be a nasty, wet, uh, yucky game. We'll talk about that. Primetime! We'll talk about that here in a few minutes. Uh, but we are going to kick the show off today with a thank you. Uh, we very much appreciate it when you guys go out and give us reviews on Apple Podcasts. We very, very, very much appreciate it when we get the five-star reviews. And we got one a couple of days ago from Texas Panther Cody. Uh, he says, I'm a diehard OG Panthers fan that moved to Texas in the late 90s. Everything here is all about the overrated, mediocre, haven't done anything since the 90s, America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry, did you write this? I did not, but <laughs> I mean, he is preaching to the He's choir spot with on, me. right? <laughs> <laughs> because of that, it can be hard to find good Panthers coverage. This is where you guys have stepped in. One of the best Carolina Panthers podcasts I've listened to in years. And on top of it all, we get two episodes a week. Thank you guys for your commitment to deliver us amazing content that is always right on time. Please don't ever stop. The fan base needs more guys like that. Like y'all, excuse me. Jerry Jones may have taken my tax money to build the Death Star, but he can never <laughs> remove the Panther blood from my veins. Keep pounding. Thank you, Texas Panther Cody. We Thank love you. It. Yes. And Texas Panther Cody, uh, if you'd like some stickers... Uh, just email us at mailbag at meowmixpodcast.com, and we'll shoot you some uh, stickers. We greatly appreciate listening and giving us a review. Yeah, man, we, we definitely appreciate it. If you want to give us a five-star review, we'll shout you out on our next episode, or whenever you happen to make the review, we'll, we'll make a point to shout out. Read it on the air, and we definitely appreciate it. All right, let's get into the show. We'll kick it off with some NFL news. Jerry, take it away. Suspended wide receiver Antonio Brown signed a one-year or one-year contract for the league minimum $1.1 million and has the potential to be worth up to $2.5 million with incentives. I mean, that's, that's nothing. I mean, if he can be anything for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with this contract, I mean, that's a steal. Yeah, uh, and the Bucks just announced today that... Um... Godwin had a broken finger and had to have surgery. So Antonio Brown's first game probably going to be, what, week nine? Yeah, maybe. he's not allowed to return till week nine. Yeah, so if Godwin's still out or if he's hampered in any way, then that's a big 
potential boon to that offense. Uh, you know, he could step in and at least replace 70% of that uh, Godwin receiving numbers early on and then potentially eclipse it, you know, if he's still Antonio Brown from a couple years ago. Yeah. Moving on, the overrated Dallas Cowboys <laughs> traded defensive end Everson Griffin to the Lions for a conditional six-round pick. First of all, this was a nice signing for them. Not a lot of money, good mm-hmm. pass rusher, and their season is already over, and they're just trying to get something out of it. It was mm-hmm. a one-year deal. I mean, Everson Griffin, you regret that signing now? I mean, he could have gone to a lot better team. <laughs> Probably for more money. Um, yeah. You know, the Cowboys tend to get guys coming in that want that star on their helmet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, nice trade for the Lions, I think, giving up a six-round pick. The Lions feel like they have an opportunity to complete compete for the playoffs this year, so good for them. Uh, is this the type of trade the Panthers would make? I don't know, just because it's a one-year deal for Everson Griffin. You're basically giving up a six-round pick for half a season. I don't think the Panthers are in that position no. This year? I don't think the Lions are in that position either, but I mean... Again, we, they've got an aging quarterback. They've got some guys on their team that, you know, they they feel like they're they feel like they're in win-now mode, I think. So I don't mind this for them at all. No, I don't either. I mean, it's a six-round pick. Yeah. Six-round picks, they make the roster sometimes, sometimes they don't. So, and you're yeah, getting hit or miss. a pro bowler in the Everson Griffin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can't hate that. No, I think this is a good trade for any team that wanted to make that trade, honestly. Yeah. Uh, Browns wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. tore his ACL on Sunday and is now out for the season. Uh, I know it happened on Sunday, but it kind of came out that it was an ACL tear and he's out for the season. Big name player. Browns are actually surprisingly doing well, and now they just (laughs) lost their number one guy. Yeah, Odell never really... I don't want to say lived up to his potential there or hasn't so far, I guess. Um, And there were even some rumblings a couple of weeks ago that he maybe wanted out, Uh, you know, typical Odell, I guess. But um, yeah, it sort of never really seemed to gel with Baker. And as soon as he went out of that game, I mean, Baker was looking pretty bad. And then Odell goes out and Baker immediately throws five touchdowns and looks amazing. So, you know, could be... You know, there's a theory out there called the Ewing theory that basically, when a star player goes down, the team gets better. This could be a prime candidate for that. Well, Odell has is up and down with them. Some games he'll have like 150 yards, three touchdowns, and the next week he'll have 20 yards and one catch or something. I mean, he it's surprising, and I don't know if it's his mental makeup or you know what what it is, but it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, this year he's he's been pretty bad. I mean, he, 81 yards is the most he's had uh, in the single game this season. And he had that one game where, and, and that's actually this game where he had a couple of touchdowns, and then he also had that long rushing touchdown. But other than that, he's really just been pedestrian. He hasn't done anything. So, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how they continue the season without him and if Baker actually – looks better without him on the field, not having to kind of press to get him the ball. Yeah. Now, moving on to what I find the most interesting of the NFL news, 
The Tennessee Titans were fined $350,000 for violating protocols leading to the league's first COVID-19 outbreak during the season. The key thing is violating the protocols. It's not because they had an outbreak. It's because mm-hmm. they weren't doing things that they were supposed to do. And rumor has it that the Vegas Raiders might be in line next to suffer such a penalty or even draft picks if they start happening for violating protocols. Yeah. Um, I feel like the Titans got off a little light considering what we heard mm-hmm. that was going on there with the unauthorized practices while they were supposed to be observing the protocols uh, and really contributing even more to more outbreak on that team. And, they, you know, they missed, what, two weeks, right? Two weeks in a row that mm-hmm. they had to be rescheduled. So, um, yeah, the NFL doesn't want to have to do that much more because we're kind of we're going through bye weeks now and there's not going to be much time left to rearrange these games. Yeah, I, I'm very interested to see if they continue to make these type of mistakes, what the NFL will do if they will start punishing teams worse with draft picks and even players that are out and Mm -hmm. about caught without mask, not, you know, doing what they're supposed to, because I mean, that's where you're getting this. It's not, you know, it it sucks when certain players get it just because, I mean, unfortunately it's, it's everywhere. You, you know, Mm-hmm. your son or daughter goes to school, comes back with it, and now you have it. I mean. Right. Yeah, well, you I, know, it's all about they've got these protocols in place for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're not in a bubble situation, so it's really incumbent upon the players and the staff to ensure that they're following the protocols. Otherwise, you get a situation like the Titans went through a few weeks ago that impacted multiple teams. So it yeah. doesn't take much, unfortunately. No. And supposedly the Raiders were doing something similar where people weren't wearing their wrist braces or Mm -hmm. wristbands and they were, you know, congregating all within a foot or two of each other. And that's what they're not supposed to be doing. So, yeah. And those wristbands, you know, that's their tracking bands, I assume is what you mean by that. And that's extremely important for the contact tracing. And that allows, you know, the Panthers have had a few of those this year where a couple of guys have had to go on the COVID list not not testing positive, but just around a guy that did, Joey Sly, and um, who was it last week? The other guy. Um, I don't remember. But they both had to go on the list. They both got pulled off the list before the game. Yeah. But that's important that they that happens just in case, so they're not infecting anyone else. Correct. And from what it seems is the Panthers are doing the correct thing. Mm-hmm. And that brings us to the Panthers news. Starting off, we're going to go ahead and – the Panthers cut practice squad cornerback Josh Hawkins because of a video surfaced that he was at a bar or club at a crowded club, restaurant, whatever it was, dancing in the aisles, talking without a mask or anything else, just having a good time. And the Panthers went ahead and just cut him. They're, <laughs> nope. I mean, they had all these issues we just talked about last week, and now we're, you know, he's out there partying violating yeah. the protocols so they're just like nope not having it yeah somebody posted a video of him on instagram i don't know if it was his account or someone else's account but and this was while the panthers were in new orleans so i mean how dumb do you have to be like regardless of, of whether or not you think that masks work or um that COVID is real you know if you're one of those 
it doesn't really matter. You know, if your job depends on you observing certain protocols and you're making, you know, practice squad guys make a decent amount of money. Yeah. It's certainly more than I make. And I'll stay out of the club for that amount of money for 16 weeks. Like, I think you, I think you would have been fine if he would have had a mask on too. Yeah. Like dancing and stuff like, I think Well, at the very least that nobody would have known who he was. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You couldn't have, I mean, couldn't have identified him. I mean, I know my work and your work, we have certain things we have to do. I don't, you know, you know, we have to go into work and dress professionally. I can't go in there mm-hmm. working like I'm currently working from home in my uh, basketball shorts every day. And oh, so, I mean, shorts? wow, it's way, <laughs> it's way more dressed up than I get, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you can, you follow the rules of your work. If you don't follow the rules, you're going to get in trouble. I mean, that's, that's yep. what happens. And you're yep. a low man on totem pole. Of course yep. you're going to get cut. That's and I right. have no problems with the Panthers doing that, even with the fact that the Panthers cut quarterback Eli Apple. <laughs> yeah, a, a position we're not exactly deep at. No. <laughs> Especially with Douglas currently on uh, reserve. Uh, I was. I, you know, the guy wasn't, him. he wasn't working out. I think that's obvious. He was always mm-hmm. hurt. And I, I, reports are that he either pulled up lame in practice today, the today Tuesday, um, or he, he basically just said that he wasn't feeling great and needed to go back in and get some treatment. And the Panthers were just done with it. I think they just they, they were tired of giving this guy chance after chance. Matt Rule likes it when guys can get out there and tough it out a little bit. He came back earlier this year and wasn't playing corner. He was only on special teams, and apparently he – claimed that he had a tweaked hamstring at that point. I don't know if the Panthers really believed him, but they gave him the benefit of the doubt, and I don't think they were going to give him the benefit of the doubt anymore. Yeah, I mean, we're we're almost halfway through the season. He hasn't really dressed but one game, and like yeah. you said, he tweaked his hamstring. And again, he hasn't been around this coaching staff. Let's be honest. It's not like when Ron Rivera was here and he had guys for three, four years, and then they had this type of injuries, mm-hmm. you know, that lingered or anything. Yeah, it's, nobody knows is, this guy. Yeah, this is, yeah. hi, how are you? By the way, I am not playing because I'm hurt. And if he's hurt, I'm sorry, but, I mean, after so long, I mean, they're going to move on because they can't rely on you. Yeah, uh, it doesn't I mean, hurt my feelings. You know, we, we were kind of happy when the Panthers brought him in. It was a good mm-hmm. deal. It was a guy you take a chance on. He had first-round pedigree. Uh, but not working out, cut bait, get him off the team. Yeah. And bring in somebody else, potentially. Yeah. Uh, they also cut wide receiver Seth Roberts, another name that they brought in on a one-year deal this offseason. Uh, we see the writing on the wall for the wide receiver. Robbie Anderson, number one. DJ Moore, 1B. And Curtis Samuel is that slot slash tight end slash that third down guy and running back sometimes. Yeah. And it seems like they actually like Zilstra too. So Yeah, he's been out there a couple times. Now, Roberts has played in every game this season, so it wasn't a health thing with him. Uh, reports were out a few weeks ago that the Panthers were looking to try to trade him potentially and just never got any bites on him. I guess he's one of those guys that was just redundant. You know, we've got Farrah Cooper as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've even got some practice squad guys. So 
another guy that just if you're not working out, bye. You know, someone post put on Twitter by the way, and and I retweeted it a play uh, that Seth Roberts ran where had he run the correct route, made the correct read, he'd have been wide open for a touchdown, and he just didn't. He just kept running straight up the field, and as a result, Teddy had to get rid of the ball, throw it into the dirt, whatever, and it cost the Panthers, you know, a touchdown essentially. And then he's cut basically the next day. So don't know if that was like the direct result, but I think the Panthers probably saw a little too much of that. Yeah. That sounds more than likely on his type of circumstances. Now we're going to end Panther news with a high note. Yeah. The Panthers designated running back Christian McCaffrey to return from injured reserve. That gives the team... 21 days for his actual return so he can start playing again. Now he has put he can play this Thursday if he's healthy. But he probably won't. Don't get your hopes up. Yeah. But if it happens you can, you know, cut a backflip if you can. I would break my neck. But Well, let's talk about it real quick. Do you think they sh- that he should play Thursday? If he's 100 100%. I don't want him at 95% 90%. Yeah. It's going to be a muddy track out there, I think. Uh, There's going to be a lot of rain coming in from the hurricane or tropical storm, whatever it is by that point. It's going to be a real wet, nasty field out there. I I think I would err on the side of caution and bring him back. Give him another 10 days, essentially, Mm -hmm. to rest up before you bring him back against the Chiefs, I think, is our next game. Yeah. Where we will definitely need him. (laughs) We'll need all hands on deck on that game. Oh, yeah, that's that's scary. We got we've the proven we can beat the Falcons without him, you know. Yeah. So, not saying that we don't need him for this game, but we're not. I'm not being that. You know, I would prefer cocky, a. But yeah, I would definitely prefer him not to come back with a, any type of lingering injury. Again, if you just, he's just so vital to the long-term importance of this team mm-hmm. that you don't want to do the cam newton thing where you rush him back and then he gets hurt because he's rushed back mm-hmm. more and it's always have that lingering issue and then i mean yeah, yeah high ankle sprains nothing to mess with like it's if it's not fully scarred over and healed up then you step the wrong way one time and it's completely re-aggravated again or worse yeah. you could mess up a knee because you're favoring it i mean there's all kinds of things that can happen so Definitely. I'm glad, glad that he's on his way back. Yeah. I think it's either I, this week or next week. He's definitely back one of these next two weeks. All right. Now we're going to go on to a nice little fun segment with the tread de- trade deadline coming on. We have a few players that have been mentioned in anything, and I just want to kind of get our opinions on it, your opinion and mine. Uh, well, but, I'm going to start. Hold on. Before, before we do that, let's, let's kind of talk about it a little bit. Do you think the Panthers should be buyers or sellers? Or it depends. It depends neither. on who. <laughs> it depends on who. I don't. I don't foresee many sells. But if there's a couple that have been brought up, and I can understand their logic of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we're gonna buy, I want to buy very cheap. I don't want to go spend a second round pick or higher. Like a third round for someone, we'll mention a couple guys here in a second, I, I would be okay with. 
if I'm the Panthers this season, I think I'd rather almost be a seller if it's a person that is not integral to the team. Uh, just because of the phase that the Panthers are in right now. You know, so not necessarily rebuilding, but building to something important. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you said, I, I definitely don't want to give up any high picks or yeah. low, low picks, however you want to say it. Um, but let's let's talk about some of the guys that we are hearing or potential names out there. Uh, the Jets defensive tackle, Quinnen Williams, number third overall a couple years ago. Really good defensive tackle, but the Jets are just in complete rebuild mode. This is going to take a first-round pick, and I just it's it's back to what we were just talking about. We don't want to spend that money, but the pairing of Williams and Derek Brown for the long time that would be a nice pairing, and it it's hard to not want to go there, especially when you think you're probably going to be drafting around fourteen or maybe yeah. later. That's an interesting one because he is a, a young player. He fits mm-hmm. the mold of the building team. Um, if he's a guy that's out there with the 14th pick, you're probably drafting him. Exactly. You know? That's <laughs> So I think that's one that you know you can't just dismiss immediately. Personally, I think it might take more than just a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it could be looking like a first and a third, in which case I would say no, that's too much because there are too many holes on this team. But defensive tackle is definitely a hole, especially with KK probably gone next year. Yeah. You're going to need another stud to put in there. So I'd yeah, be interested I, to see what the compensation is for that one. Yeah, I agree. Uh, another one that's been rumored was Giants tight end Evan Ingram. I've also heard he's going somewhere else. I forget the other team right now, but it's always rumors. Been, I think there's been several teams. From I them. personally don't like Evan Ingram. I think he drops too many passes. I think he's... I think he's a big, fast guy, and everybody gets enamored with him. But he just uh-huh. he just drops too much. He's just not a he's a good tight end, just not a very good one. He's so, a guy, yeah. He's a guy that never seems to have lived up to his potential. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like we already have one of those on this team. So, um, I wouldn't want to give up anything. Like I wouldn't mind getting Evan Ingram if it was for like a seventh round pick or something. You know, just because he is an upgrade, even as much as he oh, yeah. drops He's passes, he is an upgrade. So if we could get him for a super late round pick, a conditional seventh or something, sure. I mean, I'll take him for that. Yeah, I have a feeling someone's going to try to give give them a third or so. I w- I would. My oh, really? Highest... You think so? Oh yeah. I people are That's... love him some reason. I don't. Mm. I don't get it. I could see maybe a six. Maybe a potential five, but no, I wouldn't give up much more. Yeah, I wouldn't give up a fifth for him. Uh, Not that I don't think he might be worth that. Just for this team at this time, I wouldn't give up anything, like I said, more than like a sixth or a seventh. Okay. Uh, Another tight end, Brown's tight end, David Njuku. I know you're going to want to trade for him just because of me struggling to say his name all the time. (laughs) He has a lot of talent. And this one I would be very interested in. Uh, Maybe a third round pick, maybe fourth. It really depends on compensation for him. I think he has a lot of potential. But again, he's been in the league for a little while and hasn't really produced. I think he's very similar to Evan Ingram in terms of tons of potential 
has all the mm-hmm. physical tools, but just can't put it together. Um, I, I think this would be another one for me, as much as I'd love to hear you try to say his name every week, um, where I would say a sixth or a seventh. Like, Well, he's he's also only 24. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. But he's is he he's only this is his second year or is this his third year in the league? I think it's his third year. Yeah. Um not, uh, yeah, you're right. No yeah. So he would have one year after this on his rookie team. Oh, this is his fourth year actually. Oh so hmm. he started in the league a lot younger than I thought. He still has one year left on his deal. For six million dollars, it it would be interesting, but he's maybe. again another another guy that would be an upgrade. Uh, but I wouldn't want to give a I wouldn't even give a fifth round. Maybe I, a fifth I would, round. I could see it. Okay, looking at his contract, I would say fourth or fifth. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't give up a third. Yeah, no, no definitely not a third. I wouldn't give up a third at all if I'm the Panthers. Hmm. Uh, although now, maybe this next guy. <laughs> I was going to say, are you sure? <laughs> now, the Eagles have two really good tight ends, Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. I, I've heard rumors that they're trying to move Zach Ertz, and I've heard rumors that it would be Dallas Goddard that move. Mm-hmm. So I put Dallas Goddard on there. Zach Ertz is 30-something years old. He's he's a little longer than two. doesn't match with what the Panthers are right now. So... I would say again. I'm going back probably a third. Dallas if Goddard, he, yeah, I think he could fetch a third. This is his third year in the league. You know, he's a young guy. Uh, was he 25? Uh, Zach Ertz is unfortunately um, on IR right now, so that may lead the Eagles to not trade either of these guys. Yeah, um, and. It, and I could see that too. And these are just names that are popping up, so I kind of want to get your feedback yeah, on yeah. them. I mean, Dallas got obviously of the three tight ends that we've talked about, and obviously we're talking positions of need here for the Panthers. Tight end is a huge one. Um, Dallas Goddard, I would, I mean, I'd give up a third for him, just because I think he could be a long term staple for the Panthers, and it would be a very similar to like the Greg Olson trade, yeah, where we gave up a third for a young tight end and he stayed on the team for the next eight years yeah now you can go ahead with your addition to this list yeah well i i actually haven't heard this guy's name out there but the cowboys are in fire sale mode right Mm -hmm. now and corner is you know especially at this point because we've released eli apple and released the guy of our practice squad um Chidobe Azue, Azui, Awuzi, mm-hmm. another name that I'd love to hear you try to pronounce every week. Uh, he's a young corner for the Cowboys. He is probably their best corner. Um, he's been on IR the last couple of weeks, but he's coming back this week, so he, he's he is healthy at this point. This is a guy that if we could get him, he's a second round pick a couple years ago. If we could get him for like a fourth or a fifth i'd love to do it uh, because i think he's a guy that could grow with this team um 
But again, only if the price is right and if the Cowboys are even willing to let him go, they may they may see him as a piece that they want to build with. But um, I just thought no, that was interesting, the Cowboys being in fire cell mode, and they've got a guy that's pretty decent, and we could use him. Okay. Uh, is he a uh, starter for them, or is he? Yeah, he's a okay. starter. Yeah, he's I started. Like I looked up. I know, you know, I wasn't super familiar with him, but like 2018, he started 14 games. 2019, he started all 16 games, and then this year, every game he's been healthy, he's started. So, okay, I'm trying to find his uh, contract, see what he has left on it too. That's he should still be on his rookie deal. So, uh, he probably. So he would have two years if he had if he was signed two year or drafted two years ago because usually the second round picks are four year deals. I'm sorry, yeah, this is the last year of his deal, so he's an okay. under, unrestricted free agent next year. So he, so I could easily see them getting rid of him, but yeah. what's the price? I don't know. I mean, yeah, that if goes it's to, like a fifth or a sixth, and then the Panthers were obviously you'd have to be committed to re-signing him. I think if you're going to give up something like that, yeah. To bring a guy like this in, so they would know better than me. I, you know, again, again, I'm not, I don't watch the Cowboys every week, but this guy's, he's a name out there, and he's got a decent PFF score. He's in the 30s, uh, you know, which is borderline number one corner for your team. So, yeah. I again, I wouldn't mind bringing it, especially with us releasing Eli Apple, Rasul Douglas on COVID list. Dante Jackson has been playing well. Corn Elder has been playing well, but after that, there's nothing. I yeah. mean, there's there is no one else really playing. Troy Pride has struggled immensely. Yeah. So I I think whatever happens, whether it's a trade or just trying to bring somebody in that's been cut, they have to do something. There, you have to get some more depth at that position because yeah, I, you heaven forbid Dante gets hurt or pride goes on the COVID list or something like that. And then you're down two potential starters. It's a disaster at that point. Absolutely. And look at our division. I mean, look at Thursday, we're going against Calvin mm-hmm. Ridley and maybe Julio Jones. And mm-hmm. I mean, that that's scary. Russell Gage is no sleep slouch either. And then yeah. you got Tampa Bay. Tampa, Tampa Bay's Bay just keeps loading up with receivers. Yeah. I mean, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and Antonio Brown, I mean, those are three Pro Bowl receivers. Yeah. If Antonio Brown's back yeah. in. Yeah. I mean, at shape. worst, he's the best third receiver in the league, probably. So. Well, let's talk about if the Panthers are sellers. And mm-hmm. there's really only a couple of names here, I think, that you and I would be happy to give up. Not even happy, I would say, but we could understand Matt Rule has said over and over that nobody is really untouchable. But I think given the way this team is going and what we've seen, these are two names that are movable. I, I've, I keep hearing this name over and over again. That's why I put him on the list. And we're, well, let's, I'm going to go let's ahead. Start, let's start with Tahir Whitehead. Okay. Because this is a guy we would gladly love to see walk out the door. I would take a bag of beans. <laughs> Would you give up a pick to to get rid of him? <laughs> I, if there is somebody here willing to give up a bag of magic beans, sold. I yeah. here you go. Here's Tahir Whitehead, Con- conditional seventh in twenty twenty four. Like, <laughs> just take him. Honestly, 
Get them off the field for us. Yeah, if we could get anything more than that, it would be a win. Addition by subtraction. <laughs> I don't think he's going to start for us anymore, honestly. I, 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 I don't either. That Darius Taylor got yeah. a lot of playing time. I, I'll be interested if him or even Jermaine Carter get that spot starting on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, now, the other name here is one that we definitely heard kind of coming into the season. Uh, wide receiver Curtis Samuel. This was a guy who, you know, hadn't reached his potential at all. He has found a nice niche with this team, you know, as a third mm-hmm. down, just extremely reliable third down receiver. Um, he gets some running back duty every once in a while, as we saw last week with the touchdown. What, if, if we were to, to trade Curtis Samuel... What do you think the compensation would be? I mean, is a third round pick too much to expect? Uh, too much. Looking as a Panther fan, I would say a, at least a third. But if you're looking at from another team's perspective, a third on a one year deal that he's you know done after this, and you're going to have to pay, that might be too much. I personally think after Seth Roberts just got cut, I don't think that this team would even really consider it because he yeah. seems that the offense runs better when he's out there. I know he's not putting up the good numbers like Robbie Anderson and <clears throat> DJ Moore are, but he's he's leading this team in third down receptions for first down. That's very important. Well, and let's be honest and fair to him. He's not expected to put up wide receiver no. one numbers. You know, he is a wide receiver three on this team. And for a wide receiver three, he's pretty good, honestly. Yeah. Like, the, the production is there. He's getting four or five targets a week now. He's making the most of them, especially on third down. He does give you some versatility with, uh, you know, being able to play out of the backfield. So... I don't want to get rid of him, honestly. But if you'd have asked me before the season, I would have said get rid of him. I would have said get what you can, uh, because th- he just wasn't used on the Ron Rivera Panthers. No. But he is being used on this team. I don't think he's going to be that expensive to re-sign if the Panthers wanted to next year. You know, give him a three-year deal worth fifteen million dollars. I think he'd probably take that. I think it's probably what he's about worth. Yeah. I, I agree 100%. And I think he's added value by being a running back and doing well at running back. I mean, let's be honest. There's not much after Mike Davis right now. There's nothing, really. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, at least he can give you... I mean, he's averaging 4.3 yards per carry. He's had 16 carries. It's not like he's not carrying the ball. Yeah, well, he gives you a different look back there, right? He's just mm-hmm. a guy that you can throw back there and give the defense something else to think about, even if you don't hand them the ball. It's just another thing to think about it if you're a defense. So, yeah, and then, I, you know, it's a possibility that they trade him if they can get decent compensation. Like, if let me ask, if you could get a third for him, would you trade him for a no. third? No. I wouldn't want to do it right now. I would say second, but I don't think that's realistic. So I'm not even going to ask. A second I would, but yeah. again, it's not realistic. I mean, he was drafted as a second round pick, but. Yeah. But he's not, you know, a lot of times you got drafted a guy in the second round and you hope that he becomes your number one. And Curtis Sam was just not that guy. But what he does, he does well. So. Yeah. I think he's good for this team and I wouldn't want to get rid of him. 
I do too. I and I think this coaching staff really likes him as well. Likes the fact that he's willing to play running back. He's mm-hmm. willing to go into that slot, get those dirty yards over the middle on third. I think this coaching staff really likes him. Yeah. And everything from Matt Rule said, he likes him. But unfortunately, Matt Rule has lied to the <laughs> press and us before. So yeah, Ho- hopefully he doesn't say anytime sound. soon that he likes him because that would be the kiss of death. <laughs> uh, well, hey, what do you guys think? Hit us up uh, via Twitter, email, YouTube comment, whatever, and let us know if there's anybody you think the Panthers should trade for or get rid of. Um, what do you think about our picks? Yeah, just let us know. We're going to take a short bat. I can't speak. I apologize. We're, <laughs> we're going to take a short break and be right back with power rankings and the Falcons at Panthers game preview. Meet Three Wishes, a high-protein, low-sugar, grain-free breakfast cereal that tastes like cereals of your childhood. Made with modern-day clean ingredients, Three Wishes contains ingredients such as chickpeas, pea proteins, and tapioca, a feat of food science that took two years to develop, and comes in four flavors, cocoa, cinnamon, honey, and unsweetened. Three Wishes is a plant-based, gluten-free, certified, cereal-free from wheat, dairy, soy, oats, corn, rice, and peanuts. With less than 70% less sugar, as much as eight times the protein of decadent counterparts, there's nothing on the shelf like it. Right now, Three Wishes is offering our listeners 10% off with code PODCAST10. Head to their website at www.3wishescereal.com to shop and learn more. I tried the cinnamon one, and it is delicious. And we are back. All right, it is time to look at the power rankings as we do every week. Uh, I have not looked at these all season long, so I'm going to kick it to Jerry. Jerry, let's do it. Well, the Panthers were ranked in Dan Hansis' uh, – I, I am having trouble speaking tonight, okay? <laughs> I have not been drinking, so, but I just cannot speak. I apologize, everybody. This is Dan Hansis' power rankings from NFL.com. Last week we were 19 – we took a loss, a close loss to the New Orleans Saints. Where did we land now this week? Well, the New Orleans Saints are a good team. Um, mm-hmm. Ranked number 10. They, they were ranked 10 last week or this week now? Uh, both, actually. Okay. So, okay, so they didn't move. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I don't see the Panthers falling into the 20s. I think the Panthers are still a pretty respected team. Um, I would say they they might have just stayed pat. If the Saints stayed pat, I think the Panthers probably stayed pat. Bing, 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 bing. Correct. Oh, yeah, my first one of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Panthers uh, stayed pat. Um, basically, he said it's a classic what if. You know, if Teddy Bridgewater didn't take that sit, mm-hmm. sack, you know, Joey Sly knocks in that 57-yarder. I mean, because it was almost a 65. 65-yarder. Yeah. So, they're just saying what if. Um, pretty much, not much else is kind of really suspect. Um, any guesses where Tampa Bay is? Oh, I bet they moved up. I bet they're probably like third, fourth. They are now third. Oh, yeah. 
They, they cracked the top ten. They are they are rounding into shape really, really well. If you're a Bucks fan, really bad for us. <laughs> yeah, Football Outsiders does a DVOA. I mean, you've probably mm-hmm. heard of it, um, but it's just a different type of ranking for NFL teams. And they were number. The Tampa Bay was number one by far. I mean, it wasn't even close. So they're uh, they're pretty respected around the league right now. Yeah. And adding Antonio Brown only is going to make them better, probably. Possibly. So at three and four, we have New England right above us at eighteen. Which uh, two and uh, they're what two oh, and four, two, two and five, two and four. That's right, because they had that bye week. And then the Chargers are still above us at seventeen, at two and four. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I think I can see the Patriots just because it's the Patriots. Yeah. The Chargers. I mean, well, everybody's in love with Justin Herbert, so. I mean. Chargers fans should be. I mean, yeah, they got out, and poor Bears fans are sitting at sixteen at five, five and two. Wow. Yeah. Huh. So, well, they so. did get slaughtered last night. True. It was an ugly game for the Bears. Um. Let's see. Uh. So Tampa Saints. Where are our our divisional mate and Thursday night matchup uh, Falcons? Well, they were 25 last week, and they lost another heartbreaker to the Detroit Lions, as expected. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. They stayed put at 25. Okay, Dan. Like, what are you doing? Just copy-paste in from last week? Pretty much. Come on, man. He just he just sees somebody he really likes and, like, moves them up a lot, you know. Yeah. Or, like, the Bears. He's like, nope, down. <laughs> All right. Well... Let's get into the game preview. Yeah. Brought to you by Manscaped. Uh, the Lawnmower 3.0. We talked about it last week during our preview. We'll talk about it again a little bit here. Uh, they have redesigned the electric trimmer. Uh, they have perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. And this was improved on the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created from last year. So it's premium. Battery lasts a long time, 90 minutes, got an LED light on it, 7,000 RPM motor. It's what you need. Go to manscaped.com, use promo code MEOWMIXPODCAST, and you get 20% off your order with free shipping. They've got all kinds of stuff there. It's not just about trimming your ball hair. They've got grooming kits, body wash, um, deodorant. They've got all kinds of stuff there. So check it out, manscaped.com. Promo code MeowMix podcast, 20% off free shipping. Your balls will thank you, and we will thank you. Let's get All to right. the preview. All right, let's kick it off with the injury report, as we always do. Uh, we'll start with the Falcons because they have a bunch of limited participants in practice. Only one DNP for the Falcons to Carlst McKinley, a defensive end, did not practice. The rest of these... Limited practice, Caleb McGarry tackle, Alex Max center, Julio Jones, wide receiver, ever heard of him, and Russell Gage, wide receiver. Uh, for the Panthers, uh, it's a little bit of a mixed bag here. Zach Kerr did not practice. He was not on the injury report yesterday, did not practice Tuesday. That's not a, always a good sign, uh, especially with Do they KK have anything reason? Toe is what it says. Oh. I know, the the dreaded toe. <laughs> um, Russell O'Kung did not practice with a calf. And then Eli Apple, he's gone. So don't need to mention him. Uh, John Miller, limited participant in practice. 
with an ankle injury. And then full participant Marquise Hayes and F.A. Obata, both on the report, but full participants. So not terrible for the Panthers, but keep an eye on that Zach Kerr injury because that could be a big one. Yeah, Okung, too. You, I mean, yeah, Greg Okung Little stepped as well. in, played all right, but, I mean, that's huge. Okung yeah. has been pretty much the anchor over there when he's out there. And the team protects Teddy Bridgewater just better. Pure and simple. They test. They protect him better when he's out there. Yeah, well, well, for sure. I mean, he's easily our best left tackle, for sure. Probably our best offensive lineman overall. You could argue Moten, but... I was going to say, I kind of, I would, I would lean Moten because he seems to stay healthier and yeah. 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 Well, definitely we hope Okung is out there. Uh, Looking at the betting lines here, the Panthers are once again, the favorite two and a half point favorite over the Falcons. So that's a pretty close line over under in this game is 49, which feels low to me. Yeah. I think I'd go the over. Of course, if you're looking at the weather, um, could be a muddy field, could be a tough to get footing. You never know. But um, yeah, uh, Carolina won. Of course, their last meeting, which was a couple of weeks ago, was the first time the Panthers had beaten the Falcons in a few years. So, uh, hoping to create a new winning streak here. And I'll kick it to you, Jerry, to start the preview. Yeah. You're absolutely correct. Atlanta won two weeks ago, and they were so close again to winning last week. I, this is a good roster. Overall, they're just a good roster that struggles putting all four quarters together. Uh, they're scoring 26 points a game, but giving up 29 points a game. Uh, meanwhile, Carolina is only scoring 23 points a game. I know our offense has been really clicking, it seems like, but they're not mm-hmm. putting together t- scoring drives it's not ending in touchdowns and getting field goals that's that's very important i know it's a key every week that anymore um and the defense is only giving up 24 so these two teams are very similar to be honest with you i know the records are different but they're both averaging only 105 yards per game on their or yards per per game on the ground and Atlanta's throwing the ball more. They're almost averaging 300 yards a game, while mm-hmm. the Panthers are only at 260 through the air. It, it It's going to be a really close game, I think. It, it really worries me just in general with the sloppiness of our team and Julio Jones out there. It's going to be a really close game. I'm just really kind of nervous about it. The best thing we have going for us is their pass defense sucks. Mm-hmm. 31st in the league, giving up 368 yards per game. And Teddy threw for 313 yards and two touchdowns. He had a really nice game. Honestly, that's what I think has to happen again. Agreed, yeah. And that's why I think that over-under is a little low because I think this is going to be a track meet. I agree with you. I think this is going to be a close game. The Falcons have looked good since they fired Dan Quinn. Mm-hmm. And it's only been two weeks, but they, you know, won one. They actually destroyed uh, that team that they played right after they fired Dan Quinn. I don't remember what team it was, but they put up forty points. And then last week they should have won against uh, was it Philly? No, no it was Detroit was it? Lions. Detroit, that's right. Um, they should have beaten Detroit, and if not for a mental mistake by Todd Gurley, 
who accidentally scored a touchdown when he shouldn't have. <laughs> he tried right? to stop. <laughs> so, you know, when you're losing a game because you accidentally scored a touchdown, like, okay, I mean, you know, <laughs> it happens, I guess. But, um, yeah, to me, the key to this game is going to be, and it's going to sound weird, but I'm going to say stopping the run. Mm-hmm. The Panthers have had a difficult time stopping the run all year just like last year. I mean, story of the Panthers the last several years. Um, But not letting Todd Gurley get going like he did in week one against us. He looked pretty good. Uh, I think he had over 100 yards. Yeah, he had 14 carries, 121 yards in a touchdown. And Hill had six carries for 39 yards. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were just running all over us that whole game. I mean, I remember when we did our recap, we were shocked that they didn't run it more than they did. I mean, 24 times. Yeah. But they were average. Todd they Gurley got... only 14 rushes, but it was what? That's like seven yards a rush or something, right? I mean, he was killing it. Um, yeah, this is this is going to be a key for me for the Panthers is to stop the run, make the Falcons one-dimensional, you know, force them to throw the ball, and that way you can sort of load up and, and rush the quarterback. You know what's coming. Um, putting pressure on Matt Ryan, as we say every week, putting pressure on the quarterback is a key to mm-hmm. making them make mistakes. And Matt Ryan, they have a lot of long-developing plays in yes. Atlanta. And I I knocked Phil Snow for this last week. Matt Ryan is not Drew Brees. He's not mm-hmm. the dip-and-dunk guy. If Phil Snow wants to run that umbrella type of defense, this is a good team to do it against. I mean, mm-hmm. we held him to 226 yards last year, and that's good. That's a good game for us i mean yeah hopefully they don't take a page from the saints playbook and just dip and dunk on us like the saints did and if that happens dear phil snow update what you're doing (laughs) yeah i'm hoping to see some uh time in the film room bear some results in Mm -hmm. this game and see some different stuff from the panthers defensively especially um because like I said, they've got Julio Jones, they've got Calvin Ridley. Those are guys who can run short routes, but they often get those deep throws mm-hmm. you know, to them, and that takes a while to develop. So you're going to have an opportunity here to go after Matt Ryan. We did it in the first game, and I'd like to see the Panthers do it again in this game. I think it's going to be super important to create turnovers here. The Panthers, in that first game that we played against them, the score was close. The game really wasn't. The Panthers controlled that game pretty much from start to finish. Um, even with Todd Gurley looking like he looked, you know, which was like Todd Gurley of old. Um, so I'm hoping that the Panthers can repeat that success. Yeah. Uh, we had two sacks last game. I think this is the game that we finally get more than two sacks a game. Can I say that? I, f- <laughs> I feel like every time I say that, we get none the next day, the game. But I have a feeling we're going to get like four sacks this game. I think four Brian sacks. Burns. Wow. Four sacks. And I think Brian Burns is going to have at least two. I think he's he's developed into the, a great pass rusher, but unfortunately, he's our only pass rusher realistically. So they kind of purposely try to block him. But I think get him going, rattle Matt Ryan, try to not give up the big plays to Julio and Calvin Ridley. And like you said, lock Todd Gurley down to 
four yards per carry or less. And that's that's what we need to do in this game. Yeah. Um I mean I'd I'd if you want to make a bet out of that four sacks, I'd gladly take a bet on that. If you want to put it at three and a half, because even though I think the Panthers will get to Matt Ryan in this game, I don't think I think it's gonna continue to not result in sacks because for some reason the Panthers just can't do it. But I think as long as they can get to Ryan, like they did in the first game, they had two sacks, as you said, um, but they hit him four or five times. They, uh, I think they knocked a couple down at the line. Like They were getting to the quarterback. Uh, they just weren't quite collecting the sack. But I think I think it's another like two or three sack game here. So uh, I'll gladly put that on the board if you'd like to. Beer bet of the week. All right. Let's do it. Uh, would... Against the Falcons in the first game, by the way, we gave up no sacks to Teddy. So that we definitely would like to mm-hmm. see replicated. Very much so. Keeping Teddy Bridgewater upright and a clean enough pocket. I know this O-line doesn't give a perfectly clean pocket. We all know that. But giving Teddy enough time to get the ball out quickly. And Teddy does a good job of keeping the plays alive. Yeah. Uh, but the few times that he has made mistakes, it's because he's under a constant duress. Yeah, I mean, Teddy's super accurate and generally makes the right decision, but put pressure on him. Just like any quarterback, he can make a mistake. So um, Panthers have been pretty good about that this year. You know, there's really only one or two games I can think of where we just weren't able to stop the rush. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, as much sort of, injury strife that the Panthers have had to deal with on the O-line as we do, as we seem to have to do every year, except for 2015. Um, they've done a pretty good job with Teddy and Teddy helps them too, by getting rid of the ball quickly mm-hmm. and stepping up in the pocket, moving around, you know, he's pretty good at that. So I'm actually not that worried if we do happen to not have a Kung for this game, just because I think the Panthers that first of all, they've had to deal with it for a few games this year. And they, they know how to do it. They know how to account for that. Um, and again, it, the line's just been pretty good this year. Yeah. I mean, we got to see really if what Greg Little has, too. I hate saying it like that, but, I mean, right now he's he's not doing that good. I it, He's yeah. looking like a bust. Yeah. Dennis Daly not on the injury report. So Woo-hoo! we could see him this year or this week. He didn't play last week, did he? I don't yeah, think he did. He did. did I he? think he okay. started. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Good. That would be great. Um, any other thoughts on the game before we get to predictions? Go Panthers. No, I'm I'm pretty good. I I am nervous about this game, but overall, yeah, just keep doing what they did last week. We just we need to stop that run. That's that is a big mm-hmm. key, and just go out there and play. Have some fun. Yeah, have some fun. All right. I, I've got a game prediction here. Um, I think that uh, my prediction for this game is that we will see Christian McCaffrey. He will play in this game. Uh, I'm going to say like about 2.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Thursday afternoon, it will be announced that Christian McCaffrey will be active for the game. And... He's going to come out and play with a vengeance over 150 total yards, two touchdowns. He's back. 
Wow. So that's your bold prediction. That's my bold prediction. Wow. All right. Yeah. I was going to go with the four sacks for my bold prediction because I really thought it, but <laughs> that's fine. I think that's still bold because I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> Man. Ty, first of all, coming back and then having 150 total yard. I hope He's so. Well Man. rested. He's well rested. He is. <laughs> hopefully that ankle's a hundred percent, but yes, this would be a great defense for him to come back against. Like, Let's just put it out there. I mean, he. this is a good matchup for him to come back on. Yeah, it really is. Um, for Do you have anything before the score predictions? No, let's get into it. All right. I have another Carolina Panthers victory, 27, Atlanta Falcons, 20. I think we're going to do pretty well here. Yeah. Um, so you have the, you have the under then you have them at 47 total points. I think oh. they're going over total. Um, I think this is going to be a high scoring game on both ends. And I think it's actually going to be a closer game than that. Um, I have the Panthers winning by a field goal, 33, 30, and it's going to be a Joey Sly field goal at the very end time running out. Panthers get the victory. If anybody knows That's Joey Sly, uh, you know, way hook up that bromance please let us know <laughs> yeah i mean just you know like a signed jersey would be great also joey just uh, i know you're out there you're listening you're listening <laughs> all right i think that's gonna do it jerry all right we want to thank everyone for listening if you like the show please let your friends know please follow us on twitter at meow makes podcast if you have any questions or comments you can email us at mailbag at meowmixpodcast.com if you leave us a five-star review with a comment on apple Podcasts, we'll read it on our show yeah we'll be back on friday morning actually because we do have a thursday night game uh we will be back friday morning with our recap of the thursday night hopefully panthers victory um and then i think jerry we were talking about doing another podcast coming out monday uh, before we get back to our reg- regularly scheduled Wednesday or Thursday yes. uh, preview. We plan on doing mid-season report cards and the playoffs. Yeah, a little playoff preview perhaps. Um, oh, triple P. Uh, so, until Friday morning, everybody stay safe out there. Get your beer. Get your chip and dip. Watch that game Thursday night. It's going to be a lot of fun. And vote. And get out and vote, yeah. Uh, and we'll probably tell you to get out and vote again on uh, Friday. But uh, it's coming up, man. This is a, it's a, it's a big election. Let's get out there and make it happen. But uh, all right, everybody. Until Friday, stay safe and keep pounding. <laughs>